So for this episode of Heads Up, we're going to shift the focus a little and talk about careers and alternatives to university, but also explore ways in which we can help our students and children prepare for interviews and applications. A number of years ago, I was deputy head at Our Ladies Abingdon, and my guest today was and still is a governor of that school at the time. I also happened to be head of sixth form for part of that and her wonderful daughter, Sophie, I had responsibility for. Um, she's principal of the Oxford Media and Business School. It's Andrea Freeman. So, Andrea, welcome to Heads Up. Oh, thank you. My usual starting point is to ask my guests to tell us a little about themselves and their current role and how they came to do that. Mm-hmm. So might you be able to just share that with us? I can indeed. And, and thank you so much for having me. And um, it's so lovely to see you again. My entire career has been in education. I graduated way back. Um, My first teaching role was in a girls high school in Manchester where I taught business for two years. I then moved to Oxfordshire where my then-to-be husband um, came from and at that point I started working for what was then known as St Aldate's in the business side of things. That college then became Oxford Medium Business School as it is now so I've had a very long relationship, had um, time out for three children and so on. So my current role now is um, the principal of Oxford Reading Business School, which I've had now for 15 years. It's um, a small business school in the centre of Oxford. It's an independent college and we offer a one year professional business diploma. So it's a very job focused course. We're teaching the skills that we know companies want them to have to get a job. I've slightly moved direction a little bit like yourself, Matty, because I heard your talk with Natasha and how um, she and you both are into the pastoral side of things. And that's exactly myself as well. So I moved slightly from the business side to more on the personal development side, um, Myers-Briggs, building team roles, and just making sure students understand themselves and uh, looking after them. So my role now in the teaching side of things is more into the personal and the career development. But yeah, I'm still here and still a governor at the school that you were the deputy head for. So it's a small world, but I just love and I'm so passionate about teaching, training, educating. It's just the best sector to be in. I I know from personal experience that it's not just school leavers um, that come to come to your college um, Mm -hmm. because you also have university graduates who want to secure more skills or Mm -hmm. become more employable. And. I know they're probably one of the reasons that they're attracted is, is the employment figures that you have for your, your students and former students. Unbelievable. And, mm-hmm. and, which is phenomenal. And, and we both know how important careers education is, mm-hmm. not just around kind of alternatives to university, but also ensuring that the students are placing themselves in the strongest possible position. And advice on this is really important. And I believe this advice now is, is far superior Uh Um, than it was before but thinking back to my own time at school why do you think or how do you think that advice that guidance has changed because you know schools colleges would absolutely bite your hand off for the the placements that you have and the employment that you your students get and it probably hasn't always been like that no it's I think now there is there's so much choice that students can do and we can do whatever we want to do. It's knowing what we can do that is the is the problem. I also think now 
life is about having fun and enjoying your work and enjoying your day. And everybody now seems to work longer than ever, ever before. Um, gone are the days where you stop work if, if you had a child or whatever it was. You know, people carry on now working. So it's so, so important that you like and enjoy what you do. And so with careers now, I believe it's making sure that the student identifies their own strengths, their own um, weaknesses, how they are motivated, how they learn and they understand themselves. So rather than say, I'm doing a certain A-level, therefore I must become a certain person. It's, wait a minute, let's look at you as an individual. What is it that um, is going to make you every single day get out of bed, six o'clock in the dark, and work for so many hours in the day as well and enjoy it? So it's about, about themselves, understanding their individuality and not, and I, I strongly believe too, it's very, very important that students shouldn't be made to feel that they should follow the crowd. University is where the vast majority of students will gravitate to, and that is amazing. But students also, I believe, shouldn't be made to feel potentially inferior or there's something wrong if they genuinely, genuinely do not want to go. Nothing to do with A-level results, but to do with them thinking, I've not got the energy for another three years. I want to get going. I want a fast track. I want a good job, a good career, but I don't want to have to go to university to get it. So what can I do? So it's important that schools understand that there are lots and lots of different options out there. And as you, as you just mentioned, Matthew, I have a 100% job success rate. Usually in the COVID, I had, would you believe, 94%. So my July graduates in this market, 94% are working in an office environment. That's utterly amazing. And normally that would be 100%. So it's so, so, it's so, it's exciting. It's really exciting. You know, the jobs I'm getting in now, my current students do not graduate until um, June, the end of June, this June. And I am now getting emails daily from companies, agencies saying, Andrew, when can we have them? We, we need them. We, we've got to start interviewing them. And it's, I, I think we're all busy. Let's let's be honest, Matthew. Everybody's busy and companies may not, they don't necessarily have the time to train people as they used to. It's just the way it is. And so they want their new employees to understand what's what's going on. And what we're finding too, with you know, we're talking virtually. Well, 18 months ago, I would have been in your office talking to you. You know, things have changed so much. So we are having to teach our current students and indeed our last year's graduates at the last term, they, when it was online, how to do this virtually, how to conduct a meeting virtually, how to work virtually, not just learn in a classroom situation virtually, but be able to work virtually. And this is what we're having to teach them. So we've got to be very, very up to date. You touched on this in, in, when, you, when you told us about your kind of your route to where you are now, but I know for you, the practical side of the experience is really important, whether it be work experience or, or placements or replicating the working environment as part of their studies. But I suppose the million dollar question around this is, is how best can students prepare for the process of applications or interviews? and eventually you know, making that move into the workplace. My advice that I give to students when I, I visit schools and then talk to 
heads and, and career heads and so on, is that students need to understand their brand. What is their brand? Who are they? What are they? They are an individual. And I, I do empathise with them. And I, I always start my talk by saying, OK, everybody has to go to school invariably until 18. You don't have a choice. You've got to be there. But when you enter the sixth form, all of a sudden, parents, grandparents, godparents, everybody's saying, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And overnight, you're supposed to know from not knowing what you want to do. And that's so, so difficult. And so I say, OK, let's not stress about what you want to do. First of all, think about yourself and look at what it is. What is your favourite subject? And whatever that may be, why? Is it the way you're taught? Is it more of an animated lesson? So are you more of a person that wants to be with people? You're a people person. Or do you enjoy the more theoretical lessons? And just try and build up a picture of yourself so you understand the type of person that you are. Even to learning, how do you learn? For example, when you are thinking about university, if you are, look at the way they teach, look at the assessment. It might be that you are an individual who panics about exams. So don't set yourself up at a university that still has end of year exams. What about continuous assessment? Look at the whole picture and rather than potentially try and think you're somebody that you're not or look at who you are and then work with who you are and choose the right university and the right course to match how you learn. If a course is, uh, now it's obviously online, but look at the amount, the amount of lectures that are given at the university and the course that you're doing, because not everybody is an independent learner. And so it's just identifying and, and thinking more about themselves and giving time for that as well. That's my advice to them. I think uh, it's, it's interesting. We've The last two academic years have been a, a real challenge, obviously the end of the last one and, and the whole of this one. For everyone involved in education, whether it's parents, students, you know, or, or teachers. And I know having started here at St Edward's last April, there were so many of the students who had to make last minute changes to their plans um, for this year, which obviously had knock on effects for future years for them. And, you know, our current upper six are, are still in times of uncertainty and, and we're not sure how long it will take to get back to normality. But I, I suppose thinking about students studying at sixth form at the moment, what advice would you give them, I guess, to try and help support them in these times of uncertainty? Because I think some are, un, are, un, are not quite so clear about committing to things or not sure what the experience might be. And, and you want to ensure they're doing something that's meaningful, something that will, will help support them. And you're probably in a much better position than me um, with, with all your experience around that to, to say. Okay, so I, to start with, I say to students, it is okay to feel fed up. It is okay to be anxious about what shall I do. It is okay not to feel happy on that particular day. You know, we all feel like this. So it's a case of stop looking too far ahead. Let's look at today, where we are today. And let's just, I know <laughs> a bit of mindfulness now, but you know, let's, Let's think for the moment, let's think for today. And I don't know whether this gives our age away, my age away, but you know, social media has a lot to answer. You, you look at anything on social media and usually the only photographs are happy or perfect or the stories are, and life's not really like that. So don't keep thinking it is. And 
again, it's start looking, looking, talking, um, talk to parents, godparents, grandparents, neighbours, friends of parents. And I always say to uh, my students, they join me in September. So when we get to the Christmas break, invariably Christmas is a time for drinks, parties, meeting or it used to be. Um, let's hope it gets back to that and not just on Zoom and so on. But I sort of say to them, look, you know, be proud of the school you're at, the A-level subjects, or if you're with me or wherever you may be, and start talking to, let's say, older people and ask them what they do rather than not talk to them. Say, what do you do? What advice can they? So start seeking advice. Start looking around. Take an interest in what is going on. Start looking at, you know, if, you're in, if a student's into fashion, start looking at companies and brands look at follow blogs um, start reading things like that there's so much out there that you they can be doing a good example is television you know if you want to be in television you've got to be you've got to prove that you want to be in television and have looked at various companies and films and be knowledgeable you can't just suddenly say you want to do that if you've never followed it so it's a bit of a research game to be honest it's taking responsibility as well I find a lot of students now want things to happen. They don't want to make it happen. And so you have to yeah, take responsibility for themselves and start looking and researching. And that's my advice. That's what I say to them, as well as before, understanding themselves, understanding everybody's got strengths, wonderful, wonderful strengths. And the hardest thing I find from students is them identifying those strengths. Often students will say to me, oh, I don't like talking about myself. I, I don't have any strengths. Oh, my goodness me. Everybody has strengths. They're wonderful. They're different and they should be. We would not want to be the same. And then when you've got that strength, well, let's start using it. Let's promote it. Don't keep thinking about your negative. If I say what's a weakness, oh, my goodness me, they'll talk to me forever. Say, no, 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 no that's a weakness. OK, leave that. Park that. Let's look at you now. And let's work at that strength. And it's them realising they have got strengths and that is a strength. Uh, another thing, too, I, I'll say to students, what's your proudest moment? What's the, the biggest thing you've done today that you're so, so proud of? And some of them look at me and say, oh, I've done nothing. No nonsense. There's so many things. It can be anything. It can be helping somebody across the road earlier of the day. It, it's just all sorts of things. So it's I suppose my advice is to step back, take stock of who you are, what you are, and the lovely person that you are, and then let's build on that. And from my point of view, probably like yourself, Matthew, we have the best jobs in the world, to see students arrive at whatever age that is, to get to know them so, so well, to see, okay, they may not have a good day, they may have a bad day, not a good result, but then a good result. But at the end, in our case, when they graduate, to see those students come up on stage, a bit like your prize givings, and to receive the awards, oh, it's wonderful. It's like we have all our own children, you know, so many of them. And that's what happens here. We spend an awful lot of time on personal development. And I believe that's growing and growing simply because of the pressure that these youngsters do feel. Andrew, it's been a pleasure <laughs> talking with you today. You'll find this funny, but I, I remember when you used to come in and talk to the sixth form. Uh -huh. And I found myself preparing to talk to you, making sure I was sat properly. 
but I, I was dressed appropriately. Well, I, I think I'm always dressed appropriately. But you were certainly are. Those, those things that I remember you telling them to do. I've, I've, I've kept in with regard oh, wow. to those. Okay. Uh, and you know what? It'd be lovely to have you maybe come down to, to St Edwards and, and oh. meet some of our students. And I'd love to come up and, and spend some time. Oh, Matthew, I'd love to do that. And yes, absolutely. Love to show you here. I, I really, really appreciate you giving your time today because I know your time is extremely precious. I'd love to take this opportunity to wish you and all at the Oxford Media and Business School good luck, not only for the rest of this year, but for many years to come. Oh, thank you. Take care, stay safe, and thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Matthew.